0: You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff.
1: Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Bulldog Hour. Here we are. Season five, episode four, and this is one that a lot of people have been waiting for. It is our the beginning of our 2019 preview. You know, we talked in the winter, we talked in the spring, we talked in the early summer, but here we are. It is now August, August 4th to be exact, and we are just about
2: what 10 hours from the start of practice or so. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I hadn't really thought of it that way. (laughs) I I made that connection earlier as my wife ran into uh, Coach Dom's at Wawa earlier today. Um, But it was like I I thought about it then, but then I kind of got distracted from that. And uh, but yeah, when you said it, that kind of that kind of hit me. That it starts bright and early. Yeah, I believe it's seven fifty-five.
1: I think tomorrow is the start of uh, Heat Week. I think seven fifty-five to ten fifty-five is the first practice tomorrow. Then I believe there is a short abbreviated afternoon practice. And then they uh, they welcome the little kids in. They're going to be coaching the Van Reed and Lincoln Park players for uh, most of this week. And uh, you know it's a nice outreach for the program for the coaches and the players, and I know they always look forward to that, even though they're tired at the start of heat acclimatiz- acclimatization period. But they get to see uh, what the future Wilson football likes uh, looks like, and get to hang out with kids that they also may see on Saturdays this fall when the uh, the youth flag program. You know the brothers uh, of these players might be playing. You know the flag pro- program is for. Uh, the, the younger kids, the kindergartners and first graders before you can move up into the, uh, the padded world of, of little football. So the players and coaches get to be exposed to, uh, all these, uh, different aspects of the program, a lot of which they grew up, you know, they've all been there before. So it's their turn to, uh, to, uh, to be
2: the leaders. So, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I would say the work starts this week. In reality, that well, that's not exactly true. Yeah. It's, we just turned the page this week, right? Um, the,
1: the work never ended. It's right, like right. they they had a, a couple weeks off in maybe like December, and uh, yeah, then January they started training for this season, and now the season is here. So we are going to hear from twelve senior players this evening. I sat down a couple weeks ago with two groups of players: a group of five, and then a group of seven, and uh, it's. It's probably the biggest group that I've talked to combined. You know, usually I had a group of three or four twice, but this time it was it was tough to narrow it down because this is a very senior laden group. There was a lot of experience back, a lot of talent there, and I got to talk to a bunch of them. There's a, a few guys that I couldn't get a hold of or or couldn't get to, uh, you know, work with the timing. But you know, the majority of the the big time senior guys you're going to see on the field this these Friday nights coming up. Uh, sat down and talked with me. Uh, Each group sat down for at least a half an hour. So, you know, we got an hour of that content coming towards you. So we're going to get to that really quickly here. Just a few housekeeping things before we get to the interviews here. Uh, We do want to thank our sponsors for the season so far. Again, uh, my dad at May's Sandwich Shop has been helping us out all five years. We've been on the air now, and we did get an anonymous donor Back once more. He didn't, again, want to be recognized. So we'll, we'll respect his wishes, but we do want to make sure that we thank him for his contributions to the Bulldog Hour over the last few years. And if you do want to support us, there's multiple ways you can do so sponsorship and advertising. You can find more info on that at bulldoghour.com. The in kind donations, like we've been getting, are very appreciative. And the website is a huge resource for not just this show, but a variety of things. Uh, that the program announces. We have flag football info up there. The information on how to be a game program sponsor or patron, that deadline, one of them has passed, but the patron deadline, I believe, is coming up really quickly. It might even be today. So if you have any interest in joining Uh, the Wilson football parents organization and helping out with their game program. You need to get that information now. And it is on BulldogHour.com. And then your favorite, Justin spreading the word.
2: Yeah. Like, and share, you know, um, if you, if you like watching, if you like, even, you know, catch the bits here and there in the preseason, or even during the season when we're reviewing and kind of previewing, uh, just, you know, uh, share it out. So other people can see it and uh, hopefully they like it too.
1: Absolutely. So um, we will have two more live shows. I'm not going to put the live show thing up right now because, well, I think it's wrong. Things got shuffled around, but we are going to have two more shows before the regular season kicks off. There'll be one next weekend. We will have a show that has the coach interviews. We're going to sit down with uh, coach Doms, most likely coach Wolwer. I reached out to a few of the new coaches. We're going to talk with them this week and we'll be broadcasting their interviews next weekend and then the following weekend i don't know when it'll be but the weekend of the 17th 18th there will be another show either live or posted and that will be our scrimmage recap and our preview for central dolphin because uh guess what 19 days from now we will be at probably halftime of the first game wow
2: that's crazy (laughs) less it's less than three weeks uh, away so when you said that practice is like 10 hours away that kind of hit me like wow you know, that's kind of close. When you said 19 days to the first game, I literally didn't know what to say. Um, Yeah, it's coming at you fast, I guess.
1: So. Oh, yeah, it's right around the corner. It's it's hard to believe, but it's also, um, also awesome. Because... That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, while hard to believe, it is still awesome. I know there are plenty of people that don't see it that way. You know, maybe people that decide, I'm not going to get to see my you know husband, father, <laughs> worker, much over the next, you know, four months. Uh, But there are uh, plenty of people that are super excited for this to get underway. And we are right around the corner and we do do just want to uh, remind everyone that uh, we'll be playing the 2019 season with heavy hearts after the passing of assistant coach, Greg Barnett. Um, Suddenly in May, we talked about at the end of our, uh, during our June show, but we do want to um, just remind everyone to keep uh, the Barnett family in your, in your thoughts and, uh, you know, we'll be playing 2019 uh, minus uh, a big impact guy in the Wilson football program. All right. And the schedule, just quickly remind everyone what's going on. It's been up every time we've done this show. And I know um, I'm sure if you're watching this, you're well aware. But if you're not, here's the schedule August 5th, Heat Week. Oh, that's tomorrow. Then three a day camp. That's a week from tomorrow. And, uh, you know, when. Uh, this weekend comes up. We're a week away from the scrimmage. Wilson is hosting Parkland on August 17th. And like I just said, we're less than three weeks from the first game. Kickoff is against Central Dolphin on August 23rd. What an incredible home schedule Wilson has this year. Central Dolphin, Manheim Central, Manheim Township, Warwick, and McCaskey. And those first four games in particular, you don't get much better than that. No. Those are most those are the four you would think at least on paper to start the year those are Wilson's four toughest games dolphin central township and warwick
2: well i know from from one year to the next you know things can change a lot anyway but you look at how the ll section 1 standings ended up at the end of last year there was you know that three-way tie with kind of the round robin of, of teams beating each other well both of those other teams that um you know were were there at the top come to wilson this year so yep. you know th- just obviously that's by chance, but um, that, you know, we'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. Since we were away at both of those left. And obviously
1: the first four weeks, including the away games are incredibly tough having to go to Mifflin and then spring forward. And that's in between the Dolphin and Manheim Central games. Uh, we'll know where this team is after the first four weeks. I said it to the players. You'll hear them talk, talk about it. But those first four weeks, that first month will make or break their season.
2: It's gonna be it's gonna be a test. That's for sure.
1: And you see, on October 11th, I marked the Warwick game as being a big weekend because that's the 75th season celebration weekend. Uh, that Friday night during the Warwick game is the tradition club event, welcoming back some of Wilson's greatest teams ever. Coincidentally, they all end in the year nine: 1969, 1979, 1989, 1999, and 2009. If you're a player, coach from those teams. You are invited back by the Tradition Club to hang out with us. We'll have some refreshments for you and your family beforehand, get to hang out, and you'll be recognized on the field at halftime of the Wilson-Warwick game. And then the next day, Saturday, October 12th, is the alumni flag football game. That'll be at Gurski Stadium. We've got over 50 alumni players coming back to play on the Gurski turf one more time, and have a little bit of fun, and there will also be an evening reception following that game. So that's a big one. Mark your calendars if you haven't already. The alumni flag football game is Saturday, October 12th. All right, there's some 75th season merchandise available. Check out bulldoghour.com. The shop on there has them. We've got pins, patches, pint glasses, and our apparel store did just close down, but hopefully we'll have a few items left uh, to sell at the games commemorating Wilson's 75th season this fall. And the last thing before we get to the interviews, I was able to go to a team camp at Lebanon Valley College about two weeks ago. I was there for a morning session. It was a lot of fun seeing the guys, you know, obviously not wearing pads, but just going up against real competition. It was fun there. You know, we had some inside runs, seven on seven and 11 on 11. It was nice to see the uh, players rotate. I got to three, all, all three quarterbacks play multiple running backs, different line combinations, defensive packages. It was very fun, very competitive uh, an interesting watch. I was glad to get there for the first time in a few years and, you know, get to see uh, what, you know, kind of like football light. Yeah. Was, uh, we saw the seven on seven at Wilson back in June. This is, uh, you know, a, a, about a month later. So the guys are a little bit farther progressed and you're starting to ramp up the intensity as you're working towards August. So that was a lot of fun to see a few weeks ago. So uh, last thing before we do the interview, I just want to mention this because it's been um, going around is uh, the District Three Championship this year will be played at the the best remaining seeds' home field. You know, so say uh, you know wh- whatever team goes in is the number one. If they win until the championship, they host the game. It's it wasn't a Hershey last year that fell through that was axed. It was held at a neutral field. They had a tough time getting them this year. They're just saying, hey, whatever is whoever the basically the best team by sea left you're hosting the district championship game, yeah, which is huge. The other thing floating around about the play or about uh, eventually about the playoffs, but just they're talking about regular season right now is, well, uh, Penn State shocked everyone and said they'd like to host a high school football game.
2: Yeah, after years and years of having the exact opposite stance on yeah. that, um, there so, were no, there were, for the majority of Beaver Stadium's, Lifetime, there were not really any other events held there. They let me rephrase that Beaver Stadium in its current setting, yeah, its current form.
1: I was going to say currently as it's uh designed because I believe they did host the PIAA championships over 30 years ago near the beginning of the PIAA championships. There was a a couple years maybe at Beaver Stadium, then they moved to Altoona, then now it's been at Hershey for a while, but it looks like they're working their way to maybe again hosting the piwa championships in football and i believe that would be at least another two years away because there's a contract with hershey corporation to hold them at hershey but once that expires in like 2021 2022 you know it'll be up for i guess bid essentially and uh, it looks like penn state and beaver stadium will be in play it's
2: kind of been stated that while that we mentioned it wasn't always the case but um james franklin apparently wants that to happen and usually that's what can get those things headed in that direction at any big time program was when the head coach gets behind it. Usually they find a way to make those things happen. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it would be interesting. I know they are looking to potentially, Potentially host a single game this year. Yeah, this year and already. Interesting timing, considering State College, I believe, has their stadium under renovation this year. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So and you could part of the Mid pen right?
1: So. Uh, so you could possibly see a Wilson opponent or someone Wilson could see in the playoffs playing in Beaver Stadium against State College. This is all conjecture by us because yeah, nothing was, was announced. This news was actually broken by Eric Thomas, who is the voice of Central Dolphin Football, and we'll see him in just a couple weeks. Uh, we always have good chats with Eric, but he broke it. Broke the news it was confirmed then by Penn State and uh, even coach Franklin at Media Day yesterday and uh, it looks like there's a distinct possibility that two lucky teams are going to get to play a game in Beaver Stadium this fall and uh, the future looks bright for a high school scholastic football in Beaver Stadium yeah that would be cool all right, I, I, okay, I keep lying. This literally is the last thing because I want to do the interviews all together. So this is the last thing, and it is related to the thing we just talked about because it has to do with Penn State football, specifically a former Wilson Bulldog being recognized by the Penn State football game again. This is the uh, third time for non-birthday reasons that Justin Weller has been singled out by uh, the Penn State football Twitter account, the social media team uh, on behalf of the football team. And for the second time in the last like year or eight, Months. Justin Weller has been named a student athlete of the week. And, uh, you know, just last fall, in preparation for one of their September games, he was also named uh, practice squad player of the week yeah. in his uh, role preparing the team for it might have even been Pitt. Uh, so Justin Weller's uh, entering his redshirt sophomore year's third season with the Penn State football program and is doing Wilson proud, being recognized multiple times for both his. On the field and off the field work ethic. So congratulations to Justin Weller. Uh, my aunt and uncle just saw him yesterday. They were at practice, That's and awesome. uh, they got to talk to him afterwards. And uh, awesome. and uh, you know it's uh, it's great to have a, a Wilson Bulldog up at Penn
2: State. Yeah, when we get up there, I usually try to uh, if I see him when when they're walking in, I usually try to yell to him. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, great to see him uh, being successful, like you said, uh, kind of in all parts of of that experience up there so yeah all right so let's get
1: to the player interviews i know we got a group of people watching us uh i think the people that i'm interviewing are watching us so cool. let's uh, get to that now the first group is the smaller group it had five guys join me i had brady gibble alice gibble nate hoekstra johnny wildman and nick williams all sat down in group one so uh well let's not wait any longer and let's get to the interviews All right, so my first group of player interviews this year, we're rolling with uh, some of the skill positions. We've got quarterbacks, receivers, linebackers, all the good stuff that people like to see on Friday nights. So we've got both the Gibble brothers, Nate Hoekstra, Johnny Wildman, Nick Williams, all seniors on this, year te- this year's team. So guys, what does it feel like to be at your senior year? This is the last time you'll be able to suit up for the Wilson football team. You can guys just jump in, whoever wants to go first.
3: Uh, it's awesome. I mean, this is what we've been dreaming of since we we're five years old. Yeah. yeah, yeah I we- remember suiting
4: up in Mighty Mites thinking I have my whole life to do this. Now I'm waking up. I'm already a senior in high school, and a year from now, this is all going to be over. And it's just, yeah, it's Good
5: just like crazy.
4: It, it's hard to comprehend, really.
0: It's kind of unbelievable in a sense that we're already almost done here. It's yeah.
4: It's
6: It's stunning. I mean, feels like just last year we were coming into summer workouts as a sophomore, so.
1: Yeah. Alex, anything to add?
6: Goes by fast. Just got to enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Every year that I do this, it makes me feel a lot older because I've coached four of the five of you. So uh, (laughs) now you guys are seniors. I remember just back in 2015 when you were running around with us at West middle school and we were having our season over there. And now you guys are here, you know, Friday nights, this is your time to shine. Mm. Uh, I know many of you got a a good amount of time last year. All of you saw time last year. So this isn't a new feeling for you. Uh, But you know, I I gave your names and introductions, but let's, kind of meet you individually so let's go around the room say your name again and let us know what positions we'll see you playing on friday night
6: um i'm brady gibble and i'll be playing wide receiver and defensive back
0: i'm nate hoekstra and you'll see me playing wide out and outside linebacker i'm
6: alex
7: gibble and you'll see me playing wide receiver and safety
3: johnny wildman i'm going to play outside linebacker and tight end i'm nick williams i'll be playing quarterback and outside linebacker
1: all right, so, you know, you're just recently back from team camp at Lebanon Valley College. You know, how how did that summer camp go? Did you uh, bond as a team? Did you meet any interesting rivals at camp? You know, just let me know, how did those four days go at LBC? Brady, you want to answer this question? I can't answer this question. <laughs> but,
7: yeah, I, I thought we had a great camp overall. We really improved offensively, defensively. We did really well against uh, Southern Columbia, the state champions in uh, 2A, but... Overall yeah we really came together bond as a team defensively offensively really improved. Yeah I you think yeah I, th-
3: I think we really handled our business at camp. I think we took care of everything that we needed to. As he was saying we got better. I think we did mostly everything that we had to. The
0: only problem I really saw at camp was when we were playing down to our competition like the lower like 1A 2A schools that we we're going against some of them like would come out guns blazing, and we just weren't ready for it. So we have to like prepare more for all those. It's like it's a, it's a
1: mental thing, you know. It's mm-hmm. tough when you're playing a school that maybe doesn't have the history that Wilson does, mm-hmm. or even the size. You know, six A, and you're trying out there against Southern Columbia, you mentioned, but you know they're kind of a powerhouse. Yeah, in a small school, but I know I saw you play. I believe Mifflinburg, who's a three yeah. A 3A team, they were a little chippy with you guys. They yeah, how you know, mix it up. And one guy, one kid. Uh, Definitely work like to get in people's faces. Yeah. How do you guys react when these smaller schools or schools that you don't know much about, when they kind of get in your face and want to get hyped up when you're just <laughs> running a seven on seven?
3: I think that we have to remember that we're Wilson football and we we shouldn't always stoop down to that level. But then again, sometimes sometimes we we do dish it out a little bit. Hey, but everybody gets
0: fair treatment yeah. in my eyes. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> if they <laughs> want to talk, we can talk. I think of it's kind of funny because they
4: wouldn't be talking like that if they were six A. <laughs> It's also a little
1: different when you got full pads on and it matters. Yeah, so yeah. you don't want to do in and be like, "This doesn't matter," because you obviously want to be always at the top of your game. But you also know when's the time to talk, and yeah. Yeah. you know, on a, like a, a Monday morning at yeah. team camp is not probably the time you at want to be morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the one
4: of the biggest things I took away from camp was that every team we faced, we were never overwhelmed. Like, if we made a mistake, it's like, oh, we did this wrong, we know what we got to fix, we go out, we do it right the next play. And almost just as importantly, I noticed the team chemistry this year is unmatched from previous years. Like, we're all best friends on this team,
1: and we have one mission in mind, and that's win the state championship, just go all the way. Well, that's good. I mean, we don't want to focus too much on last year or the past two years with you all being seniors now, but... Uh, you know, eight and four of the last two years, You know, 16 and eight in two years, winning two out of three games on average. It's not exactly what Wilson has been used to uh, for a while. And I actually look back to see, uh, not to put pressure on you guys or at anything, but you guys may already know this. The last senior class to not win double digits was 1994. No team since has gone three years without at least winning one uh, season with double digits. This is the, the last chance to do so. It's just something that jumped out to me that I didn't realize when I was doing my research that it had been that long because uh, I knew eight, eight and four seasons back to back. you know you, I mean you guys have heard you, you are mostly uh, you know you all grew up here obviously and a lot of you have family that played here at Wilson and uh, you know the, the, the legacy that's on the line. but is that something that has popped into your head that you're like, well we, we didn't do what we wanted to the last few years and we want to change that this season?
6: Definitely definitely has. Um, I don't think we're really focusing on how many wins we get, but we just want to play hard. And um, I think if we play hard, it'll all pan out.
0: I just just think we can't really dwell on the last two years because this team is completely different from even last year. Like a lot of the starters remain the same, but we're all maturing and we're all growing as a team. We're all growing as players. So this is a completely different team from last year.
4: Well, mm-hmm. Ever since 75 years ago when this whole thing started the expectation has always been at a peak for Wilson football and Eight and four and two years most teams would think that's a pretty good year But for us that's that's unheard of almost So I think our goal for this year is to go out play as hard as we can and bring the name back to Wilson football
3: yeah, and I think um, Like as he was saying earlier a big thing for us this year is our team chemistry. We're, I think we have a great group of kids here um, I think our leadership is a lot lot stronger this year uh than the past two Um, uh, but yeah, our goal is just to do as best as we can handle our business
7: yeah and to go off of what he said um and like i've seen the past couple of years too not all the players are as close but like our senior class like we've grown up together like we're always hanging out outside of football like i'm with these guys like 24 7 so like our team chemistry is unparalleled you guys and
1: mentioned camp sorry and
6: we've played against each other for how many years <laughs> and I hated playing against folks.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm kind of outnumbered here. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm sorry, sorry. I didn't to do that. I
1: usually try to like to cycle it in, but I was thinking, oh, let's keep the skills together but I hopefully didn't miss anyone in my invitations. I think I got the the, the, the senior the senior group which I mean you guys mentioned chemistry and, and leadership though. It's funny, I think this is the biggest group of people that I'm going to interview in the two sets. Usually I had, you know, six to eight, but this year I invited 12 of you guys to come here and talk. And uh, it, it, do you feel like uh, that the amount of seniors, starters and vocal leaders, is that one of the keys to this season that having your class actually step up and be like, pay attention. This is what we need to do to get the job done.
3: I think it is because the past few years, it the team has, it's almost been run by underclassmen lower classmen I think our class like we have on our defense I think we have one or two kids that aren't returning starters so I mean we should I think that we should be uh, and we only
6: had like two leaders I'd say last year and this year I mean we have about 12 of them that'll be around and tell people like you know you gotta get going or you know help them whatever they need and stuff so
1: so there's not a void there. So, more, most people are stepping up. Most seniors, the leaders, at least the ones that think that they can step up, are doing so. Well, that, that's good to hear. Who is there a like core group that has kind of taken it by the by the horns and been like, listen, like let's let's round everyone up and let's get this uh, this in order? Is there a couple, you know, two or three guys that are leading the way, or has it really been you know a class issue? Is, I, I think is, it's all of us. I
3: think. I, it's not like we don't have we don't have like one guy that breaks us down. It's usually just one of the seniors. I think our whole group is just taking the role a leadership team effort.
7: Yeah, absolutely. When you have all those leaders coming together and then playing as one, there's nothing you can do. It, it's great for us too because you don't have this one definite leader you can look up to, and you can look up to all the different kinds of seniors. Whether you're just a role player, whether you're a starter, um, every senior has like a leadership responsibility.
1: Not to single you out, Nick, but as a quarterback, that's, you know, a role that gets a lot of attention. And it's the one that people ask me all the time, what's going to happen at quarterback this year? And what I've been telling them is that I see three players fighting to be to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're you're fighting with two juniors, um, you know, Ryan Moseman, Caleb Brown. How has that been going through the the off season, the spring stuff, and now even the summer? What is it like for the three of you to be battling to make this team better?
3: I just, I'm just battling as hard as I can. I'm doing whatever I can to make my team better. Uh, I'm not worried too much about you know starter quarterback. I I might be playing defense too, so I just I want to do whatever is best for my team. Uh, But yeah,
1: has Coach Dom's or Coach Palm made any kind of decisions at the position, or are they leaving this completely open through camp?
3: Uh, as, as I know, and they, it's open, it's no decisions have been made yet.
1: Have they um, talked to you at all about a possibility of a rotation or do they want to find one guy?
3: I think that, uh, with Caleb starting at corner, I don't know how the whole situation is going to pan out, but, um, uh, they, they really haven't told me much as of
1: now. So the three of you just going out and fighting day and day. Yeah, I mean, I've seen, I yeah. was at the seven on seven. I was at team camp for a little, I saw all three of you playing the position. Pretty much without an order. You know, everyone asks me, what's the order? What's the order? I'm like, there is no order. There's one A, one B, one C. They're all exactly the same. So uh, I think it's going to be an incredible competition to see the three of you uh, compete, you know, once August gets here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I'll shift this to the the four of you. I don't want to put you on the spot and be like, you need to pick a guy because I know you're not going to do that because you're teammates. You don't want to do that. But I have heard from people in your class, not necessarily on the team, that fully support Nick Williams because you guys have played together for so long. You know, if it comes down to the tiebreakers, that's something that you're like, well, if these three guys are even, I'd like to see Nick get it because he's our guy. Is that kind of like the mentality? You want the best guy to win, but if there's a tie, Nick is your guy because you grew up with him.
6: Yeah, That's what I've heard. If they're they're like completely even like they all have the same um, ability, I'd pick Nick because I've been playing with him since I've known him since I was like five years old. Right. Team, the chemistry is just off the charts. So. Exactly.
1: Yeah. That, I mean, that's exactly what I heard from from football players and non football players. Just we like whoever is the best is going to get the job, and that's who we want mm-hmm. out there. But Nick gordon has got a, kind of this innate ability because of the bond he has as a senior to uh, to to uh, to step up in that regard. So I mean, that's a, that's a great thing to have, and we've seen a ton of one year senior quarterbacks throughout Wilson, both recently and in the past. Uh, but you know nick when i asked you at the beginning just introduce yourself you talked about being able to play defense and you mentioned caleb playing defense too Mm -hmm. uh and you mentioned linebackers where you're you're playing now on defense Mm -hmm. so is it one of those things i assume because of years past that if uh if you're not the starting quarterback you're able to play linebacker or can you play there even if you're playing a quarterback as well
3: i think if i'm starting quarterback I don't think that they're going to have me play much defense, but I just, I want to keep my options open. I don't want to just, if I, if I'm not starting quarterback, I don't want to have nothing to fall back on. I just, I want to be able to play somewhere. I just want to be on the field and help my teammates
1: out. All right. So, you know, not to skip past this, this final senior season for you guys, but I know uh, in years past, I've always asked to see if there are any aspirations for any of you to move on to play collegiately, be it football or not. So you know, do any of you want to continue to play uh, a sport in college, or is this kind of your swan song? This is the last year you're going to be playing athletics uh, at a you know a amateur professional type level.
5: Oh I know okay. your answer. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to oh, I'm
6: play, I'm gonna play baseball at Old Dominion. So yeah,
1: congratulations.
6: Thank,
0: this you. Our recent
5: Thank
0: you. Well, if the opportunity opens up where I can play football and <laughs> either like d1 d2 level then i'd gladly accept it so i can keep playing the game that i love but if the opportunity is not open then it's just time to move on in my life
1: is it something you're pursuing are you yeah. into the recruiting stuff yeah. okay
0: i've always just
7: wanted to pursue academics so i this yeah this would be my this, last this year yeah
1: okay um it for football overall, or are all athletics? All, all athletics. This, is, it. this yep. is This is the year to get it done. Mm-hmm. All right,
4: Johnny. I'm more leaning that way too. I think this might be it for me, but I'm always keeping my options open. If something presents itself, I'm not gonna shoot it out the window sure, right away. Sure, so, sure.
3: just like Hoaxster and Johnny said, uh, like I'm not, I'm not pursuing getting recruited. But if if it presents itself, the opportunity, I'm gonna take it.
1: Cool. Awesome. All right. So looking back now, from you know. This is your third summer in the program, spring and summer in the program. You have to be able to look back over the last two years and be like, I have greatly improved in this area uh, on or off the field, but let's keep it athletic specific. Uh, you know, What one area in your game do you think has improved the most? Um, either from the time you entered as a sophomore or even from just last year to this year, what do you think you've improved the most?
6: Uh, I think mine is route running. So I came in sophomore year, I had no clue how to run any other routes. <laughs> and then, uh, Steiny helped me, and um, I'm getting better. I think I'm all right at it now. But
1: That's probably a good area for you to yeah. say that you've gotten better at it. Yeah, so yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, I, think, oh, sure.
0: I think the main thing that I've gotten better at is becoming a more coachable player. I came in sophomore year. I was very hot-headed. <laughs> used to argue with Walbur all the time. And that's that never go? Yeah. Oh, not, never, won. not good. <laughs> I will never forget camp when he threw me off the field. But, yeah, I think that's a big part of my game now is like learning from all these coaches because obviously they know what they're doing because this team has been great far longer than I've been even decent, so –
1: it's humbling. Yeah, but this is, that's a, again another character improvement for you to say. Yeah. Hey, maybe I don't know it all, and these guys that have been doing it for decades—they <laughs> probably know something yeah. about it. But that speaks to your character in there. So, Alex,
7: uh, for me, absolutely, it's definitely learning the routes, uh, learning the plays, and everything. We went to camp last year, and they pulled me up on uh, the red team for it, and I had no clue like what any of the routes were. And Steiny had to help me every single time. But we went to camp this year, and I was running all three positions at wideout. And I knew all the plays.
4: Yeah, mine's definitely mental yeah, as well. I remember last going. year, I want to say Walbert threw me off the defensive side of the field probably around eight or nine times just for <laughs> mental breakdowns. But uh, this year I was fortunate to not get thrown off once. So I think I learned a lot from this. That's an improvement yeah. going down
1: from eight to nine to zero.
4: So. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm just keeping my mind open, keep studying the playbook and making sure I know everything by the time the year starts.
3: I think the biggest thing for me was uh, footwork and arm strength at quarterback. I think that I've just really uh, improved just repetition, 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 uh throwing long toss. But uh, yeah, those are my two main two main things I've improved.
1: Good, good. Okay. Um individually, personally, do you guys have any statistical goals? I'm not talking like win-loss. Is there something offensive, defensive, special teams, something statistically that you're like, I'd like to get to that, to that point, you know, be it touchdowns, tackles, whatever you can come up with. Is there anything that jumps out to you?
0: Over ten touchdowns.
1: Over 10 I had touchdowns. nine last year, so okay. ten or more. Ten or more.
0: I want to get the Century Club for tackles this year. I'm only like thirty something away, so.
1: I think I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I think I'll be, <laughs> I think will be all right. But that's a uh, that's a good that's a good level to get to.
7: I'd like a few touchdowns.
3: 55, 60 tackles, somewhere around there.
1: All right.
3: I just want to make my team better. <laughs> oh, what a man! This guy. <laughs> I just, I just want the best thing for my teammates. What a man! <laughs> All
1: right, um, you know we we already talked about leaders of this team. You guys have said this is kind of a, you know a class situation, so we don't re, we need to rehash that. But looking forward to the individual games this year, um, what's your most anticipated game? You have ten regular season games. You know we got four non-league, six league, and uh, the home schedule is incredible this year. You play. First four weeks, first four home games, I should say, are Manheim Central Dolphin, Mannheim Central, Mannheim Township, Warwick, and the McCaskey's the fifth one. Uh, but you know, which one? Which one stands out on that schedule? Home away doesn't matter. League non-league. Which one are you ready for?
3: Warwick. Yeah, Warwick. <laughs> if I had to pick one, I'd I'd want to put a weapon on Warwick. That's what I want to do. I mean, it was, it was embarrassing last year,
6: to say the least. So
0: them and Mannheim Central hurt extra bad last year because I feel like we had that game. And we just sold it away in the fourth quarter. Yeah. We had a
6: lot of games. So that we
4: my, my, am I going to be the one to say it? Mifflin's a holiday around here. <laughs> I can't wait to play them, especially on their field. That's going to be fun.
1: I'm glad you said that because that was my follow-up to be, in case it was Mifflin, was which other matchup intrigued you. So uh, Someone got Mifflin in, but, you know, Warwick... Man, I Central. Alex, what about you? Central
7: Dolphin. We Central have Dolphin. we've played them away for the past two years. Uh, it's going to be great to finally we get to play them at home in our own four environment. Years. Yeah. Four yeah, losing well, streak to
1: Central Dolphins up to four years now. So haven't Wilson hasn't beaten them uh, since the uh, district championship in 2014. I uh, actually beat them twice that year. Beat them in the regular season as well. And it's uh, I think I believe that is the only team to ever beat Wilson four years in a row. Is Central Dolphins. So. We don't want to see that get to five, and you get to open up with them at home. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. kicked off the 75th season against Central Dolphin at home. I know they were kind of ex- expecting, you know, and, well, you know, for them because of their same type of program as Wilson, you know, a subpar season last year, and they kind of over overachieved, and now they're here back with a lot of people. So Central Dolphin is definitely one that people are going to be excited about, which is just, you know, a month from tomorrow. So August 23rd will be here really, really soon. You guys mentioned that, you know, obviously, the state championship is the ultimate goal. That's the one that everyone works for at the beginning of the year. Um, But what other team goals do you have for this season? Obviously, the state championship is the one. But is there anything that you take in smaller (laughs) steps, smaller compartments, that you say, this is what I'd like to see? Keep a streak a lot.
6: That's it. I mean, that's that's the bare minimum. That's what we want to do. That's what we got to do. But anything else higher will present itself. So... We keep LL, working towards LL our goal.
3: champs district champs i think those are the
1: goals yeah. so those are the goals high goals yeah. but
6: yeah. <clears throat> we definitely want to take it one game at a time not look forward or look over any opponent
1: yeah, well you guys will know where you're at pretty quickly because those four first four weeks are grueling mm-hmm. uh, you know th- there's no real soft spot i mean even if you look at it from historical perspective or recent success the the easiest and i put that in quotes game is springboard and they're not a pushover so when that's the team that you're like, oh, man, maybe that's a little bit of a game that maybe will be easier, that's not exactly something that you want to see. But Wilson's been going through this grueling non-league stretch now for a few years, and usually you can tell right away what team is gonna, what the team is going to do the rest of the year. So that, that, those first four weeks are incredibly important and should be really, really good games. All right, just a few more left here. Who should Bulldog fans be excited about seeing on offense or defense in 2019 that they may not know So who's someone that maybe didn't play a lot last year um, or you thought maybe would get more time than they did but is poised for a breakout season uh, in 2019? Doesn't have to be a senior either. Just be anyone that you think is going to have themselves a year.
6: AJ. I think AJ's going to have himself a year. I think he's going to be a a good running back. Him and Avanti, obviously. But um, I think AJ can really do some good stuff with the rock in his hands. And defense if he gets in too. I think he'll have a good year.
3: I think uh, Eli Rotenberg was out. I think he missed every game except Central Dolphin, uh, but he's a great athlete. I think he's going to step up for us this year. You just got uh, him and Cobra got the MVP at team camp uh, for our team. So I, I really think Eli is going to step up. I agree with him. Thanks, Eli. I got a couple.
0: I got Jabari Diaby, plays wide receiver and D-back. He's, he has great hands, and he's developing really well in offense. And then another one is a sophomore coming up, Jaden Jones. He's gonna—he's obviously gonna play special teams and stuff like that. Maybe play some defense. He's—he's he's a crazy athlete and he's a really smart football
6: player.
7: Yeah, absolutely, Jaden Jones. I think Eli's gonna have a breakout year. He—he he, unfortunately he was injured like almost all of last year, and he came into this summer slash spring and has looked absolutely phenomenal. So I think he's poised for a great year.
1: There's no uh, issue with. Uh depth at wide receiver i guess oh, Everybody back. funny because just a few years ago we we're like man well, how are we going to replace these guys you know there's brian right and all that yeah it's yeah. like 2016 you had quite the group there and then i mean there was there was always like one or two guys you're like yeah that, they're comfortable there but like if they would get injured or they need a break or something you're like man the depth's all young and now you guys are all seniors and now there's are there enough footballs to go around? Is basically the Yes, it's, probably, it's a good problem to have. I mean, personally, yeah. you always want to be out there, but to know that you can take a break and maybe the drop in town isn't as crazy as it has been in years past. And that's that's. I mean, from a, from a coaching perspective, that's what you want. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, what well, great group of wide receivers that you got there. Um, right, this kind of links into this because you could use your same answer possibly, but um, most underrated. May is there a guy that you didn't mention for that last question about breakout? Is there someone who you think is incredibly underrated uh, amongst? Uh, I don't want to say your, your team and coaches, but maybe you know the media or the fans. You know that they you probably don't hear a lot about them, but there's someone that you probably should pay attention to.
6: Sal, the police he's is right. going to be good this year. ACL injury, he'll be good this year.
3: Yeah, I think all of our boys up front don't get. They never get enough credit. Uh, Keller, Ventura, Coker, Benino, Coker, Benino, Benino. All of them. Mm.
0: I think Anthony Cooper's the most underrated player on our like overall team because he's a great offensive player, and with the strides he's shown at camp, everybody should be talking about him.
1: Because I'll get to talk to, to the linemen next. So. <laughs> oh, and
3: Avanti Lockhart. I think because Elijah Morales, he was like the front headline all the time, touchdowns. But I think Avanti going to have a big year,
1: really big year. All right. So far, what's your favorite Wilson football memory? And it, I'm not going to limit this to you know, games or anything like that. If it's something, people have mentioned stuff at team camp before. So when you look back over the last two plus years as you enter your senior year, what's been your highlight of your Wilson football career?
6: Um, I'd say either camp or catching the first touchdown against Mifflin last year.
0: I gotta go with the pick six. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the stadium,
1: yeah. the feel
0: of it, just everything.
1: Yeah, you got quite the uh, setting for that. Yeah, you, got, you had to. You oh yeah, it was, like it was like yeah. a dream. It was like a dream. Especially with on. how much uh, your love for baseball to be able to do yeah. that there. Yeah, and yeah. your pick six that was uh, that was exhilarating for sure. How oh, you yeah. Just out.
7: getting out there and getting on, being able to play under the Friday night lights, it's great.
3: Probably my first tackle, That was great feeling. Yeah, uh, being a part last year, I loved being a part of the. Uh, both of the township wins. Thought that was awesome.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, what is it like to play for Coach Dom's? You know, when you know, has has your mind on him changed over the years as you maybe first met him? Now, some of you probably knew him before you got up here as sophomores. But um, you know, what's it like to play for him? What do you think of him as a coach?
3: I think when we were we just came in as sophomores, we thought of him as oh my gosh, Coach Dom's, but <laughs> he's he's a great guy. We all love him.
6: It's Domsey.
3: We love Dom's. Yeah.
6: As, you, mean, as
4: you as you come up the system, like, as you're in Mites, Mighty Mites, that that area, he's looked at as, like, a god. Like, he is the Coach Dom's. And you get up and you meet him, and he's, he's a nice guy. He's a, he knows what he's talking about. He's really smart. Great. Or, I love him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, when
1: you're younger, you look up to him, you know, kind of uh, – yeah, you know, I don't want to say it's like intimidating because he doesn't intimidate the little kids, but like you look up to him, and be like, "Oh, that's Coach Don. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's reverence there. Yeah. Uh, you know, most people see there's a little trepidation when you finish your freshman year and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to the high school next." Well, you know, now I get to know Coach Don, but mm-hmm. once you get to know him and understand him, what he's about, you know, mm-hmm. it's a you have a good time then. Yeah. yeah. There's usually some intimidation at the beginning when you first first yeah. in on the field if you right. haven't yeah. known yeah. him. Yeah, or or on the, <laughs> the field
3: sometimes on the field. In the one in our seven on seven in June we were out like, it was, like flooding almost. We were still out there. Coach Doms. <laughs> he never He's, wants to cancel yeah, practice he was, And he was first, just sitting there laughing.
6: Our first three a day last year, it was pouring rain and Doc had to come out and say had to okay, finish Fundies. <laughs> he, yeah, we had to finish Fundies. It was like, okay, you gotta you gotta stop this practice. Yeah, there, there was
7: a myth going around that he actually controls the weather because there yeah. would be times where <laughs> where we'll be out there on like a three-day practice and they're like, Oh my god, it's gonna rain and like the clouds would just part our and the sun would come wear. out and Doms would come out and be like, Oh, here he is. <laughs>
1: do you guys have any pregame superstitions or routines you got to get through either as collective group you know class or even individually is there anything you feel i have to do this before i step foot on gursky or the visiting team's field
6: i listen to the same music put on the same socks and the same undershirt
1: all right i
0: don't really have any crazy superstitions i like to look into my home and like envision how i'm gonna play that night but besides that it's like Nothing crazy.
1: Okay.
7: Just get hype. That's me.
8: It can be different week to week? Yeah. Okay. I just like to think about my family and who's going to be watching me.
3: Okay. I always got to have a towel on. Always.
7: <laughs> oh, yeah. Feel
3: naked without a towel. <laughs> yeah.
7: I'm, al- I'm always wearing, like, some kind of socks, too, okay. you whether know, they're high or low.
1: <laughs> do, do you anticipate, if any of you talk about doing anything... Before the game, like walking out to the stadium, you know, you know, there's usually a couple guys slapping hands at the beginning. Like, is there a conversation of who gets to be those guys? Is it a position? Is it the leaders? Like, oh, is there something all, you come up with each year?
0: We're all those guys. It's everyone. And everybody's got to <laughs> so have a, a certain attitude, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who, who's going to be the leader on Friday nights and step up and do, you know, get everyone hyped up? Or is that going to be kind of a... You know, game to game basis. We'll have to see as it uh, as up. Yeah, I up, think
3: it's kind of depends. Whoever yeah, comes up with something
4: up. cool, we'll go with them. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, these last three are pretty pretty quick hitters. So, um, did you have a favorite high school player growing up, a football player that you watched on Friday nights at Gursky that you are like? That he was fun to watch.
6: Junior Joseph.
7: Okay. Jake Gaiman. Okay. Jimmy Brooks, Jesse Poor. Yeah. Alex Twyford.
1: Okay. Uh Rodney Gillen. He's yep. awesome. <laughs> Um, do you guys have favorite pro or college teams, that, uh, football teams, that you like to watch and support on Saturdays and Sundays?
6: Uh, Penn State and the Eagles.
7: Okay. Miami. Like
1: the
3: U. <laughs> uh,
7: South Carolina Gamecocks. Okay. Notre Dame and the Cleveland Browns. All
3: right. Penn State and Eagles. Fan.
7: All right. Oh,
1: and LSU. LSU. Okay. Oh, LSU and man. South Carolina. <laughs> uh, uh, same thing, kind of like the high school player. What about pro or collegiate player? You know, over the last, you know, five, ten years, are there any that jump out of your mind that you really like to watch play?
6: Calvin Johnson.
1: Okay.
0: Rob Gronkowski.
6: Tyron Matthew.
0: Baker Mayfield. Nick
3: Foles and Wentz.
1: <laughs> All right. Last thing, uh, you know, individually, it's kind of been this entire interview is is kind of been uh, what we're getting at. But just final thoughts, a message you want to send to the fans and the the Wilson community before
9: you embark
6: on your senior seasons? I don't know. Uh, We're going to give you everything we got, and we're going to work hard to strive to get our goals what we want to
0: get done. (laughs) Nothing will be left on the field this year, not from anyone on our team.
7: Absolutely. Just believe in us this entire year, and we're going to keep fighting until until the season's done.
3: Yeah, 75th season. We know it's all eyes on us, and we're ready to go to work. I think the biggest thing is – uh, past couple years, we've been talking about being awesome, but I think we're just going to be like, we're going to be about it. We're going to be ready to go every day, every game, do whatever it takes. All
1: right. Well, thanks, guys. This first group completed. Wish you the best of luck this year, and I'm hopeful to uh, see you on Friday nights after the game to talk about what an incredible performance you just had. Mm-hmm. Great. Right. Thanks for joining Thank, us. You. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, that does it for our first group of interviews, five senior players there. I think my favorite part was when someone answered and the other four would just laugh or give them, <laughs> give them crap about something, especially there at the end with their favorite college teams or, or you know pro players or whatever. They just kind of laugh and scoff at each other. But it just shows the camaraderie that they had. That was a really fun group to interview. And this next group ranks up there as well. I got to talk with all five starting linemen because – all five linemen are seniors this year, wow. which is crazy. And some of them have started a lot of games yeah, already of them for the have Bulldogs. Been there a while. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty impressive. So we're gonna hear from them. And I also I figured, hey, you got the linemen there. Let's throw a couple running backs into the picture as well. So AJ Futrick and Avanti Lockhart uh, joined this group, a group of seven. So I know sometimes the camera angles are weird. It was just tough in that little office with the two uh, two cameras. But tried my best. But we're gonna move on here to the second group of player interviews and hear what they had to say, and uh, then we'll uh, close out the show and uh, get ready for uh, next week's interviews. And like I mentioned, we're going to be talking to the coaches this week, so a week from now we'll uh, have the coach interviews. But for now, take a listen to the second group of player interviews. The second set of interviews this year for uh, 2019 Wilson's 75th season. Uh, this is a first for the Bulldog Hour because I have here the entire offensive line for the first time ever. This is the fifth season of the show. I've never had all five of the offensive linemen here to start the year. And I get to supplement that with two of our running backs this year as well. So this is the biggest group I've ever done at one time, having uh, seven of you here. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun and, you know, We'll uh, let the people know that want to know about the Wilson team this year. So we're going to just go around the room quickly, just introductions, give us your name and what positions you're going to play for us Friday night this fall.
9: Go ahead, Nate, we'll start with you. Um, Nate Keller, I play left tackle and defensive end.
10: Uh, Adam Veneno, center, defensive end. John Matura, left
8: guard and the tackle.
11: Anthony Poper, right guard and middle linebacker.
8: Sal Puglisi, right tackle and defensive end. Aj Putrick, running back and
1: linebacker.
5: Vontae Lockhart, running back and linebacker.
1: All right, so guys, we're now really close to uh, August, which means that you know the real deal is right around the corner. How has uh, spring and summer workouts been for you? How was team camp? Just how are things going uh, in preparations for the season to begin?
9: I start? Yeah, um, just jump in. I think the summer workouts they've been going like really good. Um, but the summer camp is when it all really came together. The team, starting even that first day, we just started, especially the O-line that we all have here, we started to, or coming together really good. And holes started opening up all over the place. And I feel like that was one of the best camps we've had in the four years that I've been here. And it just it really felt like it all came together at camp.
12: Yeah, I agree. I think we're starting to mesh a little more up front because we've been playing together for a while, a bunch of us. Uh, the camp's are big, in the middle of the summer, that's when you want to start getting your plays right, and then this last section before three days start, you really want to start, uh, what's the term, fixing out the plays, perfecting
1: Anyone else want to talk about spring workouts, summer camp, LVC camp? So, um, Wilson has a tradition of a few one-year starters, you know, seniors that stepped up the plate when needed. Um, You know, is there any guys that we haven't heard of um, for the last two years that are going to step up in a big way this year that we're going to see on Friday nights? Um,
11: One that I know of, uh, he was hurt most of last year, Eli Ruttenberg. Especially in camp, he's been doing really well, and he actually won one of the camp MVPs, so he's been playing really well recently. Uh,
1: are there any other teammates that uh, you're expecting big things from this year? Yeah. Um, so I'm looking at Sal. Sal. Sal, Sal.
10: Sal. Sal. He's stepping up pretty well. He's running everything, and I'm expecting a lot from
9: him this year. And um, Doug Weller, he's stepping in at one of the tight end spots this year, and I think he could have a great year. He has all the athletic abilities, and I think he could have a great year.
1: Good, good. You know, I heard from the other group I heard Eli and Sal mentioned before, um, but it's good to hear a few other new names like Doug especially. So, do any of you or all of you have aspirations to play football in college? I know I, I know some of you are, but for everyone that's watching, um, you know, just talk about uh, what your expectations are after your senior
9: season. Um, I do have aspirations to play college football, but I'm just kind of waiting to see what comes around, especially my senior year, because that's when it all kind of starts coming in. So, I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens.
1: You've been going to camps and yeah. the recruiting process and um, made visits?
9: Yeah, I went to a few visits, and I went to a uh, few camps this year, but I pulled my hamstring at one of them, so it kept me out of a few of the camps that I wanted to get to. But, yeah, no All right, Adam?
12: Yeah, I want to play in college, but it gets a little funky, you know, the recruiting process, sometimes it gets to you, so I'm pretty much just focused on this season, senior season.
10: Let's just make a big year out of it. John? Yeah, I'm looking forward to... Playing in college, um, just taking it slow right now. I'm more concentrated in what we're doing this year, but uh, once this year is wrapped up, I'll probably be looking forward to looking for a new team.
11: All right, Over. Uh Yeah, I don't really know if I want to play college football yet, but I'm mainly focused on like academics too. So if like if a
8: if a school comes like once we play football for them and they like good academics along with it, I'll probably play college football there.
1: Okay, Sal.
8: Depends. We'll see how this year goes with me. Um haven't played in a little bit, so I'm not sure how it's gonna end
1: yet. Yeah.
8: But yeah, I would like to play.
1: Okay. AJ? Oh, I'd like to play
5: if there's a chance, but there's not. I'd rather just focus on academics in college. Alright, how's it going for you, Avanti? It's doing well. Um I've been to a lot of uh, camps this summer. Just hoping like waiting to get offers from them. But i am mainly focus on the season, like having a big year for yeah.
1: us. Um, is there any of you like favorites so far that have jumped out on your visits or, or what schools you've been talking with? Syracuse, Virginia Tech, yeah. Virginia Tech, yeah. Cool.
5: And UConn a little bit too. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs> Um, so what aspect of your game have you most improved, do you think? Um, it could be over the course of the last two or three years since you first became you know, a varsity football player or just from last year. You know, Maybe you've improved drastically since the end of last fall until now. Is there one part of your game that you think that has gotten substantially better um, in your career?
9: Um, I mean, I've gotten better at I hope everything in the past four years. But um, I'd say from last year to this year, I got moved from guard to tackle this year, and the footwork is a lot different, and just you need faster footwork to be able to block the fast ends. So I've been working a lot on my steps through each block, and I think that's improved a lot at camp. It was really helping me get onto the faster kids, the more athletic.
12: Yeah, for me, when I was a sophomore and I came up, I was my technique was god-awful. So like, last offseason, this offseason, I really tried to work on pass technique, uh, Run technique, not
10: leaning too far out, and I think it's come a, come a long way. Um, I've been working on almost everything, but my main is probably staying on blocks and getting to the linebackers, and I've been working a lot on that.
11: Um, in the off season, I worked a lot a lot on speed and change of direction stuff. I went up to like Darrell Daniel on that, so I'm hoping like it got a lot better from last year because some plays like
8: I wasn't very quick enough, so I worked on that a lot. My main thing is strength and uh, footwork. Um, I used to play guard, but then I got moved out to right tackle. And like Keller said, it's a little different just with the footwork and the guys you go up against, just a little more faster, quicker.
5: Yeah. For sure. Uh, I also say I probably improved my strength a lot. I used to play corner, and then I got moved to middle linebacker, then outside linebacker.
1: So you bounce around a little bit. Yeah. I need to improve my speed. For sure, <laughs> you want to get faster, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
5: and my agility. I worked a lot on offseason. My agility. I feel like that's come a long way too. Right. Yeah. Be like blocks and stuff.
1: Yeah. Do you have any personal, individual, statistical goals? I know offensive linemen, I know it's tough. I don't know if the team tracks like pancakes and stuff like that. But is there anything that you can think of, offensive or defensively? that you're like, this would be nice to get to? I know everyone's about the teams and you want wins and titles, but is there something individually that you really would uh, appreciate getting to this season?
9: Well, individually it's hard for the O-line. Defensive line's also kind of hard because t- all the linebackers take all of our tackles. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not really individual, but I'd like to see like our running backs just get like break records on rushing, just be able to run the ball the entire game without having to pass, just be able to be dominant
1: in the
12: trenches. I think all of us, our main goal, we want to dominate everyone up front. I don't care who it is across from us, we want to dominate them, move them out of the hole. So, Vontae, AJ, whoever's back there, they can get through, score some touchdowns. You
1: gonna say ditto? (laughs) I (laughs) don't know. What about you, Cooper?
11: Uh, I'd say on O line since every week we get like the lineman grade, so I'd like to try to get the highest lineman grade a few times, try to beat out a couple of these guys. <laughs> and on defense, I'd say my
8: goal would probably be to
11: lead the team in tackles.
8: Okay. Um, for O line, just give up the uh, lowest amount of sacks as possible. <laughs> we all know that's important. But, <laughs> yeah.
5: Um, I'd say just. Basically just dominate every play. You don't lose yards. Gain yards basically every play. Okay. For defense, I go along with Cooper and saying, like, I want to have, like, the highest amount of tackles on the team. Okay. And not at least yards.
1: Alright. Good. Who are the leaders of this team? Do you have a few in mind, or is it kind of a collective group? You know, is this a vocal group, or do you tend to show more by example? Now, who who who's stepping
9: up so far this uh, this offseason
1: in preparation for August? I'm up. Anyone. Um, you can jump in whenever. Yeah, I'll
12: go. Okay. Well, I think if you look at last year, you know, we had Johnson and Gilmore. Those are the two that come to mind as the big leaders. But I think we're all – we don't really have any defined leaders. I mean, we have a bunch of guys that have been playing for a while, and we all just got to step up make sure everyone's doing their stuff. So, I think we're all leaders.
9: Yeah. I think – this team a lot of the kids have played for almost like ever together and we all know like what we expect from each other and we all pretty much are able to help each other like not one person has to pick up everybody everyone is picking up somebody at some point and I think just that all of us have played together for so long we don't really need it to find a leader we're all just pushing each other to be the best
8: I think if we had one verbal leader it would be Hoekstra okay but it's more of a group sort of thing, yeah.
1: You kind of, everyone's holding each other accountable yeah. from the entire senior class on down.
8: Yep.
1: That's what the other group said too. They said that they couldn't really single anyone out because you've all been playing together for so long uh, and everyone's been taking that, you know, responsibility and accountability. Um, but yeah, I do, I, I get the sense that hoaxer can c- kind of get a little, a little hyped, a little uh, <laughs> so crazy yeah, and time, at times. So yeah. will definitely be our hype man sense. this year. <laughs> Okay, what, what's your most anticipated game for this season? You know, there's got yeah, 10 regular season games guaranteed to you, four non-league, six league, and there's a there's quite a few good ones, especially at home. But which one stands out to you as the one you're most excited to play in?
9: Uh, so many. Um, Such a okay. Yeah, I think in the past. I mean, I'm not just saying it because it's our first game, but we haven't beat CD in four years. I've never beat them, and I just, I've been waiting to beat them forever, and I, I cannot wait for that game.
11: Um, I'd probably say Warwick because last year we kind of got embarrassed by them in the second half of the game. Actually, kind of the whole game, we were getting embarrassed. We couldn't
8: stop the pass They for like 500 some yards, so I want payback against them. Okay, I'm gonna say Mifflin. Okay, just because growing up, just going to the games, that was the game to watch, and um, we've been going against them since we were playing pee wee football. So I'm just ready. Familiarity, you
1: know really well. Yeah. You guys have any anything else? Any others jump out? I mean, you guys touched on the ones from the first group, so that was the Central Dolphin War, big ones. Uh, Mifflin got you know got mentioned, and yeah. then uh, of, them, of course Manheim,
9: yeah. Uh, yeah Central,
1: yeah. all of them, yeah every yeah. game, I'm looking forward to every game. I mean, isn't it really exquisite home slate? Those, uh, yeah. Those, yeah. especially yeah. the first four to have them all at Gurski this year, yeah, uh, for your senior season, for the seventh season of the program, and. If there's a year for people to get to the home games, this is, this is the one to do it. Yeah. So, and then, you know, Mifflin's not a far drive either. So those first few weeks, you uh, definitely have a, a lot to look forward to. So what is your, your team goals for 2019? Like, I know, obviously, the ultimate goal is the state championship. But, like, what, what else do you set as a team this year? Do you talk about wins? Do you talk about other titles? Like, just what is something that you're looking forward to as a group?
9: Um, I know I've been saying for a while, those first four games – that's like a lot of the big games, like you were saying. And I think, at least for me, I want to start at 4-0. And that would let all of us know where we like, are set this year. And I think if we could start 4-0 on the season, that would just set us up perfectly for the rest of the year. Yeah,
1: yeah I think 4-0 would be uh, quite the start. It would definitely send a message to uh, the Lancaster Lebanon League that you guys are, uh, are no joke, no pushover this year. Because if you go 4-0, I mean, that's a heck of a start yeah. to the season. Uh, at 4-0 there, you can start to set your sights on an undefeated regular season. Not that there aren't going to be uh, challenges in the LL League, because we know Manhattan Township and Warwick are going to be strong, and there's usually a, a team that pops up that people aren't talking about. Uh, but you start 4-0, and you're you're moving in the right direction, for mm-hmm. sure. Who should – I mean, we talked about this a little, when people about the, the one-year – the senior starters. We talked about uh, – you mentioned Eli, we mentioned Sal – um, you mentioned someone else, too. I forget. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but who else should Bulldogs fans be excited to see on offense, defense, special teams this year? Uh a senior that wasn't mentioned yet, or maybe an underclassman, you know, who do you think you could step up and really have a great year for you this year?
5: Jaden Jones.
1: Really
5: Jaden Jones. Okay. Adrian Santana. Yeah. Also Coper. Yeah,
9: Coper had an amazing camp. The speed definitely showed out on the field. Yeah. One is crazy. Okay. We had any of the
1: running backs yet?
9: Uh, <laughs> 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 and um, you can say Caleb Brown, but he played last year at corner. Yeah. And you can see him probably on both sides of the ball this year. He definitely. I mean, he was. She showed up every game last year on the field, so I expect to look the same this year. Yeah.
1: What about the quarterback position? You know, you guys have seen three guys battling. You know, since I mean, really, since last season ended, it was kind of an open position. Uh, is there been any kind of inclination if it's going to go one way or the other or is it true three-man race through august
8: i think they all have their different abilities uh, i see Williams as a leader he's the senior he's the like the big guy and then the two others they're close within the race but we we'll, we'll have to see it's not our decision yeah. <laughs> yeah,
9: they all definitely have the like you said their own abilities it's honestly going to depend on I think what the coach is exactly want back there because each one of them is like better than the other at something
1: right it, it, yeah I've heard someone say like man if you could take the, the best parts of the three yeah. games and put them together you'd oh, have wow. one heck of a quarterback because yeah. all wow. three of them have some exquisite Parts, but then there's always something that's just holding them back and mm-hmm. it's i i got to watch you guys in you know, the seven on seven here i was up at camp for a little bit and it was fun to see the three of them play because they are you know i don't want to say wildly different but they each definitely have uh, different strengths so yeah. uh, but right now it just seems to be a three-man race uh do, would it impact you guys at all or do you have an opinion on if there'd be a rotation or would you rather see there be one go-to guy
11: I'd probably rather see there be one go to guy. Just like I don't like the whole like switching quarterbacks thing. I feel like like that shows like the coach doesn't have little confidence in one guy, but.
9: Okay. I think like even just the motions that we run and the snap counts that they have, they some can be like super different yeah. and that can cause some problems up front because mm-hmm. we wanna be out of our stance as fast as possible.
12: Yeah, I don't think. I mean, if they put different people back there, I played center for three years. I had three different quarterbacks, so yeah. I'm used to adjusting.
4: It's
1: fine. <laughs> so you're used to it, but I would prefer them to stick with one yeah. with one guy. Yeah. Does it does it mean much to you guys that two of those three guys could possibly play significant roles on defense if they're not the quarterback? Um. You know, we Caleb Brown. Obviously, you talked last year; he was a starter at DB last year. Uh, I know Nick Williams is in the you know rotation at linebacker. Um, I don't know, does, does Ryan get much time on defense? I'm not no, sure. Not much. I don't he's think an offensive player. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 uh, he's the prototypical quarterback. Yeah. He's got the this, this size that, that most people are looking for. But I know Williams and Brown could be a, you know, a benefit on defense. Mm. Do you think that will come into the equation or not? Because if they're the best quarterback, they're getting that ball under center. Yeah.
8: It will, but we don't want to face it. Because,
9: <laughs> I mean, we want the best player we can have back there, at least the best player that fits our offense back there. I think no matter what happens on defense, you need the best player back there because the quarterback is one of the most important positions on the field.
1: Yeah, when Coach Wolver has talked to me in the past about, you know, he would hate to lose, regardless of the year, you know, because a few years ago, um, Connor Yerg was a great safety, too, but with, with him playing yeah. quarterback, he couldn't play defense. But Coach Wolver said he'll give up one of his defensive players if it means having that uh, that go to guy at quarterback, for
12: sure. Well, have we ever had that? Quarterback play defense in like for a
1: whole year? Uh, If it happened, it was a while ago. It has not in any time recently. Um, I mean, you're talking going back to at least, I would say, the Slimmer area, maybe farther. Uh, You know, but then once you get out of the Slimmer and you're into Gursky, especially the middle and early Gursky years, you're talking about a different era of football altogether. (laughs) Um, You know, quarterbacks weren't quite a big deal yet at that time. You know, that, that didn't really start happening until the 80s and certainly 90s and 2000s. It's really escalated. Um, I I mean I I know in uh, 2017 we saw you play uh, safety in the and playoffs. And, um, and that was when that happened. That was one of the first times that I could remember. Um, but I can only think back. You know, I know most of the 2000s, and I watched in the 90s, but I can't recall if any of those quarterbacks really played too much defense. Uh, you know, ask Coach Palm if he ever played defense. Was, uh,
12: <laughs> but with a quarterback in the secondary, you do have to watch because. His teams, I know. When was that team? The quarter was it Cedar Crest? It was
1: La um, Horn? Yeah, he played. And they, yeah, there's there's a lot of schools that allow their quarterback to play both ways, and most of the time, obviously, it's an athletic quarterback, a guy mm-hmm. that you know you really have to worry about on an RPO and reads and stuff like that. And they're going to be back there at either safety or cornerback. Um, and then that's what we do at the middle school level. You know, all of our quarterbacks, I know, coached a few of you at West. Um, you know, all our quarterbacks always played safety too. But uh, I don't. Last time Wilson had a real two-way quarterback i'm not sure when that would have been it'd be a good trivia question to ask coach doms uh, when i interview him in a few weeks so we'll see if he can remember the last time someone got a meaningful amount of time at, at uh on defense when they also were playing quarterback mm-hmm. so, doesn't happen mostly because you're trying to protect uh, what most people think is the most important position on the field mm-hmm. so we
12: can help with that right <laughs>
1: So uh, this kind of is linked to the um, you know the breakout player, but who do you think is underrated on your team that uh, you know doesn't get um, the the press or you know the name dropping that maybe they deserve? I know it's tough asking the five of you because everyone in the first group talked about the five of you. So, um, but you know, is there someone else on the team? You know, maybe maybe they're not even a you know full time starter. or Maybe they're just some guy that gives it their best of practice that you think. Uh,
12: you know, if he's a guy that's important to us. I'm going to say Troy Corson. He doesn't get a lot of press. He's super fast and he's tough. He hits you hard. He hits so hard, sometimes he injures himself. But <laughs> I think he's going to have a really good year if he keeps working. He's really fast. He's really athletic. That's what we need back there.
10: I got to go with Cappy. Oh, yeah. He's a, he works very hard. I see him at practice. He go, go, goes. He, he has a motive that doesn't stop. It mm-hmm. does not stop. <laughs> um...
11: um the, this guy like he doesn't get much like shine or whatever and he doesn't play that much at all but like Robert Sturley, he's always working really hard at practice and uh, he brings like an intensity sometimes he's always yelling and stuff like try to get people hyped and like he drives people to work harder at practice so
8: he's the great teammate player yeah. so yeah. guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna see him on the field like shine like some other guys but he's he's what helps the team. Really, yeah.
9: Mm -hmm. I'd say, if I could throw one out, probably AJ. Because he does, like, a lot of difference. I mean, he's moved position, like, three or four times. And, like, he does everything. That He switches positions for the team. He does whatever's best for the team. And because of all these switching positions, he's not going to shine, probably, at one. But he's going to be able to play at almost every one of those positions and be able to help the team...
1: Well, that speaks to a lot, uh, AJ, that uh, your teammates will mention mm-hmm. that, and, and your willingness to move around. So, is there a spot that you've enjoyed the most that you like playing?
5: Well, I always liked playing running back because I grew up playing running back in my whole life. So.
1: How was it to uh, get the call near the end of the game last year against Hemfield with the, the Gridiron Classic?
5: Um... I was so nervous right as I went out there, but right as the first play, I got trucked the first play. But then as I went on, it was like perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. Well, we were talking when Coach Dongs was at a Tradition Club meeting. You know, I'm always asking about updates because people are always asking me about, you know, what's the team going to be like? This is like January. So, like, there's people in the community, obviously, you know, that just talk about Wilson football 24 7. So I try to get as much info to them as possible. And, uh, you know, we were talking about, about, returning skill players and stuff like that and and someone mentioned about avanti coming back and then someone mentioned mason and coach Tom to me, it was like don't forget about aj future. so obviously they they the coaching staff appreciates what you've done and they are looking for big things for me this year and it sounds like the guys are going to help you get to that spot uh, agree with them so all right there's just a few more questions here uh What's your favorite Wilson football memory so far? Uh, you know, it, it doesn't have to necessarily even be high school. If you're talking, going back, I've had people talk about, you know, Linden Park, Van Reed before, middle school stuff. Uh, people have focused on team camp. And others, it's just, uh, you know, their first tackle or their first touchdown or a big moment, you know, winning a title. You know, what, what sticks out to you? What are you going to remember up to this point before your senior season begins? What's your Wilson football highlight?
9: Um... For my highlight, I would say for my high school highlight, it would have to be that Hemfield game when AJ got into the game. It was a lot of the kids that, there was a lot of juniors playing at that point because of injuries and stuff. And I felt like it was a lot of kids that I grew up playing with. And it was like the first time in high school football that I was playing with a lot of the kids that I grew up with and I'm friends with. It was just really fun to all be out there and just going down the field that one drive and just pounding the ball down the, down the other team's throat with all my players that I've played with forever.
12: Uh, for me, it had to be the Mifflin game last year. Um, sophomore year, first game, just getting beat by Mifflin. That's not gonna feel good. You know, my dad's always picking on me because he never lost <laughs> a Mifflin, never lost a game, whatever. So. To beat Mifflin at our place, get the trophy back, nothing felt better. I, I cried after that game. I think I kissed some people, too. <laughs> we don't need
1: any more details yeah. on that. <laughs> John, how are
10: you? I'm going to have to go with team camp. We put in a lot of work, but, I that mean, a lot of fun it's it's so much fun. You're with your team, with the guys like you're with like all year round. It's a lot of team bonding. You get to know every, all the new players. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun.
11: Uh, I'd probably have to go with the Man on Township game last year because the year before that we lost to them two times in one year, so it felt good getting that like, revenge, beating them, and it got us basically got us the
8: league title, but we shared it, so it's not very good. But
1: yeah. That was a big moment.
8: I'm going to say uh, freshman football. Okay. I feel like it gets overlooked a lot, but um, all the Southern and West people coming together, and actually playing together for the first time. We grew up sort of hating each other but loving each other. And when we had to work together for the first time it was something different, but it was it was fun.
5: Yeah. Um the say my whole career was probably Olympic park, um, mites we won the championship. Okay. Yeah. I have to go to team camp. Team camp? Yeah. It it builds so much and it's all it's really valuable to me, like to to be bo- like bonding with the teammates that we have for the whole year.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's a common answer every year. Is people always really enjoy team camp? You know, whenever I talk to the seniors each season, uh, team camp always comes up, and that's I mean, that—that's incredibly important to get everyone to gel together, to bond, to be on the same page. Because you're all fighting for the same goal, so
9: we can say it now that it's over. Now <laughs> <laughs> that we're done, right?
1: yeah. the, the, There's a lot of highs, and then there's a lot of work. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we don't want to talk about the work, but it's got to be done to uh, to get to the rest of the stuff. So, um, what's your opinion, or what's it like to coach, and, or excuse me, to play for uh, Coach Doms?
9: Oh, I mean, coming in, I know my freshman year when I was moved up, and Doms came into the office and like talked to me. It was like surreal, like talking to this coach that I see on the sideline on Friday nights and I thought I'd never be able to talk to him or anything like that and then having him come down and talk to me it's I mean he's one of the smartest people I know and he can look at a play and know exactly what's going on just by like the snap of the ball and I think like no matter what no matter who we're playing we're always going to have that intelligence uh, like step up on the other team just because we have doms on the sideline for us.
12: Well, Dom's Dom's is an incredible coach, incredible person. He knows so much stuff about everything, but he coached my dad, coached a lot of people in my family, so it's kind of like it's weird because it's like a so much time. Was it 40, some years, right? Yeah, over, yeah. Yeah, so it's impressive. And my uncle was well, his first year; he was sixty three, and I'm sixty three now. So we'll see what happens with Dom's this year, but it's not hard to play under him
1: absolutely so what about you John what do you think uh was it intimidating when you first got here but now now he's just a teddy bear right yeah I mean teddy bear with a beard first meeting him
10: I was so nervous I mean when he came to the office when uh, my freshman year I was like oh man I don't want to screw this up I don't know what I'm gonna say I don't know what's happening right now but yeah but after two years now getting to know him one of the best coaches I ever had um very very nice person I mean yeah he pushes you and everything he wants you to do well he might yell at you get in your face sometimes but I mean he wants the best for you so I learned a lot from
11: him uh I'd say it's pretty nice playing for coach Don he has great knowledge of the game and he just has great knowledge in general like school and everything too so like, you can go to him if you need help in anything especially with football because he knows a lot about the game he does get on your butt like a decent amount, but like he's just trying to make you get better and stuff, so
8: um, it's awesome. Growing up, hearing about Coach Doms, you don't even really know who he is, just knowing the name, now we actually get to play for him and just see how awesome he is, all the knowledge he has, it's just an honor playing for him now.
5: Like Sam said, like, growing up, I was just seeing on the sidelines. We used to go to the little kids football camp, we'd see him there. He was like the god of
1: Wilson. Like, <laughs> He's our coach, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Avanti, how about you?
5: It's an honor. The first time I met him, I was really scared because he was like, like this old guy. He, like, <laughs> just, just, and now it's an honor to meet him and like to play for him. And he taught me so much about the game too.
4: Yeah.
1: So, Yeah, there's a lot of nods there, like someone, like I said, it's over over 40 years, I think, man, it's 43, 44, something like that, he's been here a long time, and he's coached with a lot of great coaches here before taking over the mantle, so, uh, yeah, Coach Doms is uh, definitely uh, a a unique character and someone that's incredibly important to the Wilson football program, not just because he's the head coach. Do you guys have any uh, pre-game superstitions or routines, things you gotta you got to do before a game? I
9: don't know. Um, oh, yes, yeah, so we do have one. This started, I think, sophomore year uh, with the lineman that I played with then. And when we go to the senior starter dinner, I don't know why we started that. <laughs> I have no idea, but someone always has to break, I think it's a fork. Because they had these really bad plastic forks, and they would break even just like eating any kind of food. So just, now we always have to make sure one of them breaks. We always make
1: sure one of them breaks. Yep. Okay. That's interesting. I haven't that heard that before. Does anyone have it? it does if it, you don't have a, you know a unit or a, you know, a team thing? Does anyone have personal superstitions? Like, like yeah. you know wearing shirts or socks or listen, music. You know what? What do you got?
12: Well, I wear the I wear the same socks. Same but, socks every game. But uh, before a game, I'll walk around the track a couple times. Go look at the monument, look at some of the records, and then think about some stuff just to calm your mind so it's nice planning.
1: John,
10: you I just mostly think about what I have to do that night, like my job and just what we got to accomplish.
1: Mental preparation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, I don't really have any. Not really anything? Not superstitious person. No. Okay? <laughs> For any sporting event,
8: I usually send a quick, like, prayer. Okay. It's about, it doesn't have to be the same thing, but it's about what's going on or yeah sure
1: alright uh, I usually just listen to music okay
5: yeah I usually listen to music and take a little nap a pre-game. little nap <laughs> yeah. a little pre-game
1: nap alright so I'm
5: not as
1: nervous <laughs> that, was, that absolutely that sounds like it would be a great thing to do did you guys have a favorite high school player growing up uh, you know I mean mostly obviously people are going to be interested in Wilson but maybe if uh, you were watching someone else we can hear about them too because you know, when you guys were playing at Van Reedlington Park, you know, West Southern, you know, is there any guys that you remember watching Friday nights that uh, you really uh, either looked up to or really liked to watch play?
11: Um, I'd probably say Junior Joseph. I was watching him play. He would, he would usually dominate everyone in his way, so he was fun to watch, and I liked his play style, so.
9: Okay. Anyone else? Um, this one's kind of weird because then I ended up actually playing with him. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember watching Wyatt Hour go out as a freshman and like be able to play on the field as a freshman. Yeah. I remember being in the stands watching that and like wanting to do that one day, and then I ended up being able to. But it was just great, and I even got to play with him and start next to him, so it was really fun watching him.
12: Yeah. Yeah, I was used to watch Ike Ike Shawnauer. Yeah. So I used to go to all the games, all the away games, just play with a hell of a lot of heart, you know. And then he wore sixty three, and now I got sixty three and. It's a real honor to wear his jersey. It's all torn up for him hitting people. But it's a real honor to wear that number.
1: John. Uh,
8: Nothing,
1: alright. Anyone uh, else, Sal? Maybe
8: Jake Gaiman.
1: Okay. Just
8: because he wasn't like the main superstar player, but he always had his role. Pretty sure it was I don't know how many years ago it was, but when he caught the winning touchdown against Mifflin in overtime. I'm pretty sure that was him.
1: Uh, he, he actually he scored I believe he scored the one that may have tied the game. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Cuz yeah, I yeah. think Jake, Jake Moore Moore caught that oh, touchdown. Okay. In the yeah. Overtime. G- yeah. Yeah, that was in 2014. The that was yeah, 2014, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, Jake uh, yeah, Jake was a junior on that team. The, the the previous group mentioned Jake as well. So, AJ uh, Avanti, you have any no, no one. Okay, how about then college or pro that, that you maybe emulate your game on? Not necessarily now, but when you were younger, you know, who are you like, man, I really like to watch him play or, I like to play, play like that someday. Does anyone college pro stick out?
9: Yeah, I think at least all of them remember back when we were like playing like backyard football, I always pretend to be J.J. Watt. J.J. <laughs> Watt, yeah, probably a good Especially one. his ability. I mean, he's one of the best players in the league, but he's also off the field a great person and he helps a lot of people. Yep. Yeah.
10: Oh, my favorite college football player is probably like Vita Vea.
9: Okay.
10: He he's just a dominant force on the field. So, uh, that's that's
1: that's that's a good one. Uh, I'd say Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. (laughs) Yeah, playing for Madden. As a Raider or what? As a Raider or a Seahawk? Whatever team. Whatever is, wherever he
10: is. (laughs) He was playing the Seahawks.
1: (laughs) Okay. did you have? Do you have favorite college or pro football teams that you cheer for on Saturdays and Sundays?
11: Uh, I'm a big I'm a big Pittsburgh fan, so I cheer for the Pitt Panthers and the Steelers. So
1: okay, I won't hold that against you.
9: Um, well, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not a Ninos fan. So. Okay, well, yeah, I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan, and I yeah, I've always watched them forever. So okay,
1: do you um college team? Is there oh, college. college. It um, doesn't have to be. Just, I don't really have one. I just, just like watching I the just close games. Watch yeah. yeah. I like watching it though. Sure, sure. Bleed green. green,
8: Green, yeah. Uh, Seattle.
1: Seattle? Yeah.
8: Okay. Uh Eagles for NFL and then uh, Oklahoma for college.
5: Alright. I um, like
8: Dallas yeah.
1: and Clemson Dallas and Clemson okay I oh, like the Cowboys Dallas wow, lots oh, of yeah, Dallas yeah. okay right, you know. <laughs> is that is that an interesting dynamic uh, during the season when Cowboys Eagles are playing with so many Cowboys Eagles fans on
9: Sunday nights when we have film yeah. the game's on <laughs> I will yell at anyone if they mention any score <laughs> resulting to the Cowboys do you tape it? yeah do I tape you do it and I go and watch it then okay.
1: interesting. interesting same with fantasy scores yeah <laughs> alright um. How, this isn't on here This is just the top of my head. So we'll throw this out before we get to the last question. Having the five of you here, how is how have you guys gelled this year? You know, it's it's unique to have all five of you here because I only do preseason interviews with seniors, and usually, well, you guys haven't been seniors until this year, so I didn't get to talk to you guys. I've had a few rotate in over the years, but to have all five of you here, I mean, that's. That's not that common, uh, especially at Wilson. Usually there's an underclassman going there in somewhere. But, you know, the five of you um, playing all together, and especially a few of you playing for so many years together, um, what's it been like to, to have uh, five seniors on starting on the offensive line?
12: I think we all know what it's like to be out there on Friday night, so that's a good thing.
9: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was – like going into the season, it was just kind of weird having all seniors. Usually you have a kid that doesn't really know the plays yet. You have to coach them up, but we've all been here for so long that we all know the plays pretty good. And like the, at camp, when we just went out there and started going just like crazy, I guess whole line was doing amazing at camp. And it was just a great feeling to have this whole line come together like that. And it was one of the best, like I said, one of the best camps I've seen the O-line have in a while.
1: Well, it helps now that Coach Lorchek has been here. This is your second year year with him, so you're a little bit more familiar with with his system, you know, his way of doing things. Um, How about uh, primary um, backups or rotational guys? Who are some that could spell you or step in if they would need to? Is there one or two guys that you think will be uh, the go-to if uh, need be, someone needs a break? Robert yeah, Sterling I'll Sterling I'll say, yeah.
11: okay. I'd say Schufer has been getting a few up to the first teams, okay. so Schufer, a tackle. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Sterling guard, center. He plays the everywhere. everywhere. Kind yeah. of everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, is he like the sixth man? Is he yeah. The yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. All right, he's the, he's the off-the-bench guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good because you talked about how much he's uh, – He's a team. Seems to be a team first guy, uh, even if uh, he's not always getting the time on Friday nights. Yeah, mm-hmm. So very good, very good. How about you guys, Avante, AJ? What What do you expect from the running back position this year? Are we going to see you know one of you get the ball more often than not, or are we going to see like a real <laughs> rotation with the two of you and maybe Mason or J? Some people mentioned Jaden, like. Are we going to see, like, four running backs play throughout I the hope, year? I hope. You hope so, yeah, right?
5: I hope so. i like to see all my guys need Yeah. <laughs> yeah?
1: Yeah. it? Is it come down to game plan, too? Like, what, what oh, the other team yeah. is good? Yeah. You because, know, um... My expectations, you know. Obviously, I think the two of you guys, you don't mind running the ball up the middle, you know. That's what we like. You have these five guys blocking, and then you add you on top. That's great. But then you got guys that are shifty like Mason. I know Jaden's kind of a hybrid. He's kind of got both angles yeah. of the game down because I know he's fast and he can make people miss too. So. Uh, it's an interesting sample you got with the four of you. It, do you, you don't? No one cares about carries, and it's just whatever makes the whatever team. Whatever makes the team, team. You guys also have aspirations to play on defense as well, so that helps to have uh, yeah. you know other guys to carry the ball if you need to be spelled. So, so I feel
9: like Adrian can do the job too.
1: Adrian too. Adrian's yeah. gonna get carries as well. Yeah. Awesome. Well, they're five guys. Backs, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> as yeah. long as they're running
9: people over, yeah. we don't care. <laughs>
1: now, are you guys, all, for the most part, set in your positions, uh, or is there still going to be some shifting once the team gets here? Because I know, um, you know, I mean, you got a couple of you guys said, I know from last year you played defensive end. Do you, know, you guys see time at tackle on, on the defensive side, or are you mostly set on the edges? Yeah.
9: Well, I mean, we both, the coaches, yeah. yeah. The
12: Those coaches, coaches to both of us about moving down and you tackle, like, even for just a series, just it'll be. Just in case. I think
9: game plan. If we play a passing team more, then we will get the rotation of yeah. all of us to de-tackle and put some faster kids out there. Yeah. But games like like Mifflin when they run that triple option, and everything when you need some like good people to hold up against double teams out there. Yeah. So it'll all be game plan.
1: And um, I've got a few linebackers here as well. And I talked to you know Nick Williams was in here earlier. Uh, you guys seem to have a good group at yeah, linebacker yeah, cool. as well. With I mean, at least I think there's at least six, if not seven or eight of you. You only need four, but again, the depth that is here this year is uh, quite good. Now, do many of you um, have the opportunity to play in and outside, or are you mostly focus on just one one part of the linebacker uh, quartet?
5: I only play inside.
1: You're only yeah. inside. It but depends what
5: set we're in. I, okay. I could play outside, but you can play outside I'm, I'm leaning inside. Line You're inside right
1: now? Yeah. And AJ, and you I'm mostly, outside. you'd rather play outside? Right. Okay, and that's where um, Johnny and Nick are outside as well. And Hoekstra. Um, Hoekstra. And Hoekstra. right. Obviously, he was with me in the last group. And uh, uh, Adrian playing inside, is that yeah. where he is right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Jaden's outside. Jaden's outside, so yeah. Wow, Okay. Yeah. Mags, yeah, so yeah, wow, um, incredible depth across the line. So a lot of a, uh, a lot of good things in terms of uh, for conditioning purposes. So last question here to wrap up. Um, you know, this entire uh, interview has mostly been to, for this, but let's wrap it up with one question. What's your message to uh, Wilson Bulldog football fans and the Wilson community? Like, what can they expect from you guys this year?
9: Um, so I guess I'll start. I think just a dominant team that's going to go out and just hit the other team as hard as they can. We're never going to back off to any opponent. I know the whole line, we just want to dominate everyone across from us every play.
12: Yeah, we want to bring back what was a couple years ago, you know, win district titles, dominating everyone on the other side of the line of scrimmage. We want to bring Wilson football back.
10: I was going to have to go with wins. We're going to come out strong. We're going to give her all we got.
11: Um, Just sure. I'd say just expect us to dominate. Go out there, just hit everyone as hard as possible, drive them into the ground, sweat
8: it. (laughs) Take it play by play, game by game, Mm and just dominate. Okay.
1: Like I said, we're going to dominate everyone. Domination. (laughs) Stay tuned. Stay tuned. tuned. (laughs) Big things coming. Well, you know, we're almost exactly a month away. You know, the game kicks off August 23rd. And uh, I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of hope and expectation for this year. Cause I know um, the last two years, even at eight and four, which most programs would love to have, um, you know, people were disappointed. Uh, I, I think primarily the players and coaches would say you were disappointed with eight and four the last two years. And I mentioned this with, to the first group that um, no added pressure, but there hasn't been a senior class that's failed to win double digit games uh, since 1994. So, I know, I know Nate, you were here as a freshman, John, a couple of you have been here for a while, but uh, there's, a, there's a lot of history here, and I know you guys are keenly aware of that, and you're probably told that all the time, whether it's the coaches or the community. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, tradition and legacy here, and you guys get to participate in the 75th season of the program, a lot of history. I know family involved with you guys and a variety of your players uh, uh, and your teammates, so... I think that's it so thank you so much for joining us and i look forward to talking to hopefully all of you at some point on friday nights after uh, an incredible individual performance uh, against uh, some of these great teams we'll be playing
11: thank you, thank you. Thank
1: you. All right, so that wraps up the player interviews. Um, Mr. Ralph have had to uh, take off for the evening as we ran really long, but that's to be expected wanted to get those questions to as many of the senior players that are going to be starters for the Wilson team this year and uh, you know kind of let them talk to you the fans in the community about what's going to be happening. Um, this season uh, under the Friday night lights at Gerski and around the uh, Lancaster Lebanon and Burks counties. So I know there was some uh, some lag there and there are always some audio sync issues uh, but it's tough when streaming to these platforms. They don't always like to cooperate and uh, like I said, camera angles a little tough in the cramped office with that many people but I think we got it done uh, and I do want to thank those uh, 12 senior players and and the ones that couldn't make it as well. appreciate them uh, giving me the opportunity to talk to them and hopefully everyone enjoyed it. I don't really have anything else to add this evening. Just want to remind you that we will have a show next weekend. It will be interviews with the coaches, Coach Doms for sure, and then we're going to have at least you know two or three other sets of uh, coaches, most likely a defensive quarter, coordinator Ernie Wolber, and I'll grab uh, some of the talk with him. We're going to talk to probably two of the new coaches on the staff to introduce you to all of them and uh some offensive guys too i know uh, wide receivers coach mark Steinmeier should be joining uh joining me and then uh, hopefully with someone else too uh but you know if you uh, need to contact me or the show you can email wilson at at gmail.com or joe at bulldog hour.com this was a pretty popular episode a lot of people watching live appreciate that and like justin said earlier the best way to uh spread word of the show and the, the football program is to you know like and share and uh, continue to uh, watch these episodes, subscribe to the podcast, uh, the audio-only version of the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We're also on SoundCloud, and you can find the show on Anchor, all those places you can get the audio. And then the video should stay on Facebook. It will be available on Twitter and Periscope and uh, YouTube. So check out Wilson Bullock's Football on YouTube. The show is archived there. But I think that's it. So for Justin Rathoff and the entire Wilson football program, I'm Joe Mays. We'll be back next week with our coach interviews. And remember, go Bulldogs. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour.
5: Want more
0: Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.